the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From Talk 910 KNEW San Francisco, this is Rob Black. Rob talks about your money every weekday, live and local, from 10 to noon. Enjoy the show. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. It's a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. That's really the heart of it. Somewhere in between, I I do a show that's kind of tied towards the daily news and other issues and Generation X and the approach that we have to the world and the way we see things. I'm a Generation Xer. I'm a money guy. You, that, you combine it and you get this show is ultimately what it's all about. I'm concerned that Americans aren't saving enough money for retirement. And I'm concerned that the, probably the most tragic, two most tragic images in my eye is that commercial from the 70s that just still has me messed up and in therapy where the American Indian is crying because he's a, sees a big trash mountain and it's, he's got a tear in his eye. But the second thing that concerns me is uh, it's, it's people aren't saving enough and retirement should be your golden years. Retirement should at least have some dignity, but Americans aren't saving enough and we'll go out of our way to basically destroy ourselves. We'll buy $400 pair of shoes. We'll go out to the $300 dinner. Not a problem. Nothing but a thing. So that's what the show's all about. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. Oil falls to about $78 today. It's interesting to note. I read a, a pretty interesting article yesterday on oil. And where you see oil becoming more expensive, you should also see the stock market becoming more expensive. It was an interesting analysis saying that if you look at the price of oil from 1986 to 1999, where the oil was, the market reacted accordingly. So oil is one of those indicators that you do want to pay attention to. Now, a couple years ago, we saw oil run up to $150 a barrel, basically on speculation. So it's not always going to be true, but you need to really start getting a grasp of what is true and what isn't true out there. You want to add comments to the show, or if you want to be a part of the show, it's easy. I prefer you to call the show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. But if you want to add comments and be part of a community, we have a community at talk910.com, talk910.com. Now, let's talk a little bit about jobs. The most important thing that you have from age 20 to 60, it's your ability to earn income. The most important thing that you're going to need from age 60 to 100 is did you do well in your years 20 to 60 or did you blow it? A lot of us blow it. A lot of us do. You know, my 20s, I I misspent money, no doubt about it. I came out of college with some expenses that I shouldn't have had. It took me a while to pay them back. When I should have been buying a house, I was paying back expenses. So it's important that you make your mistakes in your 20s because you can't afford to do it in your 30s, 40s, and 50s. You just can't anymore. Now, today we get economic news that is tied towards our ability to earn income. State unemployment rates generally higher in the month of September compared with August. 15 states now have unemployment rates above 10%, so says the Labor Department. Now, all 50 states and the District of Columbia have seen increases in unemployment over the last year. 
Michigan had the highest jobless rate at 15.3%. Nevada's at 13.3%. Rhode Island's at 13 California's at 12.2%. Now, we were talking with mayor, can- uh, not mayor candidate, but governor candidate Steve Poisoner, and he, he made a comment that he said the real rate of unemployment. What's that even mean? The real rate of unemployment. That's the people who want to work full time but can't. That's the people who get discouraged and move in with mom and, and uh, watch you know television all day long. And they don't even bother going to the unemployment office. So what's reported is a lowball number at 12.2%. We're probably more on the 18% in the Bay Area. That's stunning. Now, the lowest jobless rate was North Dakota, 4.2%. South Dakota, 4.8%. Nebraska, 4.9%. If I didn't have a job, would I consider going to Nebraska, South Dakota, or North Dakota? You better believe it. Go to where the jobs are. And just because you were born and raised in California, with our unemployment somewhere between 12 and 18%, move. Now, 23 states, including California, reported higher unemployment in the month of September. Where are we in California, as far as this data goes? Ohio and Indiana states, two states hit hard by the downturn in manufacturing, reported significant drops in unemployment. Jobless rate in the Midwest fell to about 9.8%. The Midwest faring a little bit better than the coast. Now, this all got me thinking jobs yesterday when I saw Sun Microsystems slashing another 3,000 jobs. Now, Sun Microsystems, a company also known as Sun Mikey, being acquired by Oracle. I was sitting with Catherine Heenan on the 4 o'clock news yesterday, and basically she popped the question. Nah, she didn't ask me to marry her. She popped the other question. What do you think about Sun Microsystems? And it reminds me of digital equipment. And this is an important investment lesson. It's Darwin. You know, oftentimes I talk about throwing people in the Darwinian wood chipper. But Darwin lives on with Wall Street as well. And the example that I want to give you is Sun Microsystems and digital equipment. Digital equipment in the 1980s was the computing powerhouse company in the United States. Do you even remember the company? I, I, I bet you don't. Sun Microsystems was the computing server powerhouse in the 1990s. Do you think in 10 years people will remember Sun Microsystems? I bet they don't. Sun Microsystem, once one of the Silicon Valley's highest-flying innovators, they're laying off another 3,000 employees. That's 10% of their workforce. Sales are plummeting amidst delays of its proposed $7.4 billion takeover by Oracle. Now, who cheers this news? Who cheers the news? None other than IBM and HP. Oracle says, we're going to buy Sun Microsystems. European Union says, we need to think about this. We need to think about this because will that make Oracle too powerful of a company? So they're going to think about it. And the longer they think about it, the more Sun gets hurt because let's say you have a small business right now or a big business. Are you going to buy servers from Sun Microsystems not knowing if they're going to be part of Oracle or not knowing if they're going to be a freestanding company? It's tough. You go, let's just go with HP and IBM for now. You you, you choose not to do it. So this layoff news on Sun told me, ooh, HP looks more attractive. You see how my sick brain works? Now, just a few months ago, Oracle's bid was made public on April 20th. It appeared the Redwood City software giant would preserve at least some vestige of Sun Microsystems. But now some analysts say Sun appears to be plunging towards financial perilous depths. Whoa. Again, 3,000 jobs, and now we're talking about perilous financial depth. This is just trying to stay alive, the company is. Sales have dropped off to almost nothing. Can you imagine? This once was the biggest, not the biggest, but this once was the strongest computer server company in the nation and the world. And they just don't have revenue coming in. 
So this is one of the problems of acquiring a company that's already in trouble. It kind of has to happen very crisply or, or the company spirals down. And if it continues the downward path much longer, Oracle might say, you know what? We're out. There's nothing left of this company. We don't want it. So Sun back in November, they cut 33,000. No, no. Sun back in November had 33,000 employees. They cut 6,500. They've been downsizing for the better part of, geez, three years now. Now, they're just not doing it fast enough. Now, some people think that 3,000 jobs is just the start and more is going to come down the road. Now, what's interesting about this? I live in San Carlos, and I can see the Oracle buildings each and every day. I take my dog, Maisie, Maisie the Wonder Dog, over to parks right behind Oracle because uh, they're huge. They're huge. And so I I drive by every day. Now, 3,000 employees from Oracle, well, I'm sorry, 3,000 employees from Sun going down. What's that going to do to Santa Clara real estate? Oh, and by the way, if you want to see Maisie the Wonder Dog, I got a picture up at the webpage, talk910.com, talk910.com. And if that's not the best looking mutt you've ever seen, I don't think you've seen any mutts. So Sun Microsystems founded in 1982. They sold high-end server and data storage products. They sold Java. There once was an engineer. And <laughs> this is a funny story. There once was an engineer at Sun Microsystems named Kim Polazzi. And she was on the cover of Red Herring Magazine. And I had a crush on her. Just a cute... I have a thing for smart, nerdy girls that are cute. You don't have to be high-end beauty to catch my eye. Um, long story short, I had a massive crush on her. And then time went on. Ten years pass, and let's just say the jump from 35 to 45 wasn't very good for Kim Palazzi. But a uh, brilliant woman, brilliant woman. Once known for cutting-edge technology, the company's fallen on hard times. They reported a loss of $2.2 billion last year. That's stunning. Now, Oracle said acquiring Sun's software would give Oracle an edge against traditional software rivals such as IBM and Microsoft, and Oracle would expand into new areas with Sun's hardware products. Regulators have approved Oracle's takeover in the United States, but European authorities are taking their time. One major concern by Europeans is that Oracle's acquisition of uh, Sun's MySQL open source database product might discourage competition in the market of database software. Now, this is all well and good, and I think I've made my point that the ramifications are huge, and you can't take things for granted, and just because a company was great and big at one point in time doesn't mean it's always going to be great and big. You know, will Microsoft eventually disappear? They could. What Google's doing to Microsoft by making spreadsheets and Word uh, documents or Word programs available for free, as long as you use them online, as long as you store them at Google. It's interesting, right? Microsoft really benefited from the desktop and the laptop and the netbook. I, I think the notebook will always be around. Or a tablet will need some sort of operating system. So I, I see Microsoft surviving. But could they lose a significant edge if we start using dumb computers and just go online and our, all our software is online? Sun lays off 5,000 employees in t- June 2006. November 2006, they lay off 5,000 to 6,000. November 2008, 5,000 to 6,000. There's a lot of job cuts there, right? Anyway, I think I've made my point. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'm going to be talking business. I'm going to be talking real estate. I'm going to be talking financial planning. Anything you want to talk about, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black's show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. I think people get fascinated by my monologues because they don't call the show. I don't think my monologues are all that great and all that entertaining, but I think my massive insecurity um, and my ramblings must fascinate people. I was talking to Katie Wilcox uh, yesterday. I had to do this big dog and pony show here at Clear Channel. Armstrong and Getty were here and John and Ken were here and I go up on it. We basically do this faux little talk show where we introduce the shows to the salespeople and salespeople get a feel for what people, uh, what, what's on the shows. Cause they don't list our own stations. I guarantee you. Um, anyway, sales, interesting 60 women, all of them hot and sexy. What's up with that sales and TV, 15 women, all of them hot and sexy. Where are the men in radio and television sales? Anyway, I was talking to Katie afterwards, and I said, and I'm just massively insecure. I get up on stage, and, and I have notes in my hand, and I start shaking like a leaf. For some reason, I can do this on radio, but you put me in front of real people, and I can't do it very well. Actually, I can, but I don't like to. But I think people thrive in watching me miserably you know, bounce back and forward. Anyway, I was talking to Katie, and she said, you were fantastic. You were funny. And I don't remember one thing that I did that was funny. That's, that's, I guess, the beauty of what I do is that I don't even know what I'm doing at times. Did you watch the Yankees game last night? I want to call the FBI. If I were an Angels fan, I would be calling the FBI. One of the umpires made what has to be the worst call of all time. And I'm a Yankees fan. With one out in the top of the fifth inning, New York's Nick Swisher hit a ground ball. Yankees had bases loaded or, or close to bases loaded. And the pitcher gets the ball, and he instantly throws back to the catcher. Catcher quickly catches Jorge Posada in a rundown. And he, he kind of gets closer to him, closer to him. And Jorge Posada was caught in a rundown. So Robert Cano, who was on second, he goes from second to third. But Posada starts to go back towards third. So there's two Yankees at third base, one of them on the second base sideline, one of them on the home base sideline. And the catcher sees that Cano isn't on the bag, so he tags him out. And then he tags out Jorge Posada, who wasn't on the bag. Only person who got called out was Jorge Posada. That umpire, if I'm a California Angels fan or Anaheim Angels fan, I'd call the FBI. Clearly that umpire is on the take. He has to be. It has to be the worst call of all time in baseball. And I don't say that lightly. And again, my team won. Landlords. Let's talk landlords in in rental markets. Nice to know that in uncertain times there's some stability. There's a report out today on landlords and tenants. Landlords who have been waiting to exhale can breathe a sigh of relief as renters slowly creep back into the market to fill up empty units. Now, Bay Area landlords, they might not be entirely thrilled because they've seen a drop of about 7.5% over the past year in rents, compared with 3.7% drop nationwide. So California hit double bad as far as rents go. Now, on the landlord side, sucks to be you. On the renter side, it's good to be you. So again, with, with money and with investing and with economics, there's no right answers. People look for right answers. There's no right answers. There's just compromise. With government, there's no right answer. It's all about compromise. If we get free health care, it's not going to work the way we want it to. But it'll be nice. It'll be nice. That it'd be, it's a nice thought, right? I was listening to Armstrong and Getty on the way in this morning, and uh, they had an interesting argument on... An interesting argument on healthcare, where mandatory healthcare, and you can get healthcare even with pre-existing conditions. So they're saying that some people won't actually get mandatory healthcare; they'll wait till they're sick, and then they'll get the healthcare. 
why would you pay a thousand, two thousand, three, four, five thousand a year when you don't have to? You're healthy, right? So let's say you're healthy for ten years in a row, and then you get cancer. Well, that's a you you can't be denied coverage. So on year ten, after not paying premiums for ten straight years, suddenly you can say, United States government, I want to pay my premiums because I've got a, a condition. And boom, you pay your five thousand, you get treated for a hundred thousand dollars of disease. It seems like there's some pretty big loopholes in that, doesn't it? I give Armstrong and Getty credit for throwing that out there. Let's go back to apartments. Not so bad in light of the 17.3% increase they enjoyed over the past four years. So rents went up 17.3%. Then they go down 7.5%. Now in San Francisco, rents dipped about 5.6% over the past year. Studios in one bedroom are showing significant drops compared with a 26% increase in the previous four years. So San Francisco tenants might not be you know, happy at this point in time. They average about $2,270 a month in rents. That's amongst the highest in the nation, considerably more than the rest of the Bay Area, including Marin. But because you, or before you give your 30-day notice to your landlord, be warned that Marin's 95.9% occupancy rate is higher than San Francisco's. There's not a lot of places to rent in Marin. There's not a lot of places to rent in San Francisco. These stats that I'm throwing out there comes from a website called realfacts.com, realfacts.com. Anything over 95% occupancy, which San Mateo also enjoys, is considered healthy. So ultimately, it's a pretty healthy market, but we've seen some recent weakness in price. But you also saw four years in a row where it was jacked up. Why was it jacked up for four years in a row? Ultimately, because everyone in America was buying a house in the 2000s, so they didn't need rent. And then starting in 2005, 2006, the housing market started to fall apart. So landlords suddenly, they owned a place. Suddenly they were in a better position. It's interesting to note. Talk about some of the other issues out there on Wall Street today. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Fed. Fed President Yellen says no tightening in the next several months. I was talking with a client of New Focus Financial. And they asked the question that they wanted me to answer for them. And I said, no problem. I'll gladly help you with that. They talked about long-term bond funds. In theory, you shouldn't be in a long-term bond fund right now. But bond funds tend to take time to unwind and play out. Just because you know in 2010 the Fed's going to raise interest rates, people won't get out of the bond funds yet. They'll wait until the interest rates start moving higher or even after the fact. So the bond funds are okay for now. And he said, but I don't like them. He says he doesn't like them. And I said, well, then your alternative would be to go into tips. Because if you think interest rates are going to be rising, then you think inflation would be rising. Because that's why interest rates tend to be brought up. Cost of money make it more expensive because of inflation. Federal Reserve can fight inflation that way. Now, I just, again, I'm just bringing up conversation with you. Again, where's the right answer? There isn't. If you think there's inflation, then you got to like tips if you, and higher interest rates. And if you think there's not inflation then you got to like long-term bonds. Now, the time right now for the United States Federal Reserve to start pulling back its extensive support of the economy is not close at hand, according to San Francisco Fed President Janet Yellen. She said, quote, we've used the language of an extended period. This is not something I anticipate happening over the next several months. Ultimately, what she's saying is short-term overnight lending rates aren't going higher anytime soon. And that allows people like me and people like you to make investment decisions. Elsewhere in the world of the, of the Wall Street Journal, which is my playground, 
corporate tax breaks are getting scrutiny. We'll talk about corporate tax breaks in the next segment. But let's go to a phone call right here, right now. James in San Francisco. James? Yeah, hi. Um, I received some money for an inheritance, and I'm thinking about putting in an annuity. Do you, what do you think about annuities? I think you're financially retarded. How okay. much money are you getting in the insurance? A couple hundred thousand. Okay, why do you want an annuity? Because uh, I don't want to have to. I, I want to avoid uh, taxes. Okay. So, I mean, I, I was told that you get you, had, uh, you know you get it out at fifty nine and a half. Uh, I've been told that there's you know penalties pulling it out early, and there's also a hit if you take it out early from the IRS too. Yes. Uh, any recommendation? I just want to keep it reasonably secure. You will be paying a higher tax on any gains in the annuity. Yep. That's a capital gains tax. Okay. That's higher than your taxable income tax. So keep that in mind. It does come out taxable. Now, the money will grow tax deferred. Why don't you put it in your 401k or your IRA or another tax efficient investment like a municipal bond or something along those lines? I could do a municipal bond. I, I'm, um, I'm already maxed out on uh, all my other investment options. Yeah. And who's, who's suggesting this annuity? Uh, there was Merrill Lynch and there's Fidelity. Okay. Do you know why they suggest these? Probably because they get a commission. They get a commission of up to 9%. They tie up your money for a long period of time. Is it a variable annuity or a fixed annuity? Be variable. Okay. In low interest rate environments, fixed annuities are awful. If interest rates right now were 7, 8, 9, 10%, I'd go with a fixed annuity with Fidelity, but they're not. Now, the variable is probably tied towards the stock market, right? Yeah. So and, and the fees are lower and there's no uh, withdrawal fees. It's Fidelity. Right. If you're going to do anyone, go with Fidelity. Don't do Merrill Lynch. You don't need a big brokerage house to sell you an annuity if you decide on an annuity is appropriate for you. Annuities are appropriate for wealthy young people, James. Does that describe you? Are you a six-figure earner and you've no. maxed out the 401k and you're wealthy? No. See, for people, and let's just use me and you as an example. Let's say I'm making 300000 a year. I've maxed out my 401k. I can't do anything else, and I want that tax-deferred growth. Then an annuity might be appropriate. Now, I've also maxed out my kid's 529 plan. I've also, you know, uh, done some municipal bonds, and I'm getting some nice tax-free income. Um, Then it might be appropriate. You like the safety of an annuity, but there is no safety in it, James. Um, The guaranteed return that you get, let's say 7%, when you annuitize it, Uh it's your money. And once your money's gone, it's gone. So now, again, they're counting on you dying at a certain age and not having to pay it back to your heir. So at that point in time, bingo, you know, they're a winner. They know that men are going to live to about age 76, 77. If you were born, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, If you're born today. You're going to live to age 80 is, is the stat I've heard recently, but it's an awful product and it's typically oversold and it's typically oversold into big chunks of money, like an inheritance or like a lottery winning or like, um, you know, death of a family member when an insurance contract kicks in. Yeah. Uh, or when you leave your pension or you leave your 401k and you roll it over and you you know you you were accumulating wealth and that was easy when it was coming out of your paycheck and now you've got 500,000 you've hit retirement insurance people just salivate they salivate at selling you an annuity just say no James I'd prefer you go with a tax uh, efficient investment and if you need a financial planner get a financial planner but do not do an annuity um it's financially not what you need at this point in time according to what you told me so Yeah well if I just go for mutual funds, then I have to pay the um, income taxes on, on that per year, right? Is that such a bad thing? Not necessarily. So uh, I like pay, I like paying taxes myself. You know who doesn't like paying taxes? Old people, because they no longer are earning money. 
So we hear them bitch and moan about it. So we think it must be bad. But when you're paying taxes, it means you're making money. Now, again, do you want to do it efficiently and put it in a municipal bond? I'd go with a California Go bond. You can get 5.5% over the next 20 years, not pay taxes. That's pretty sweet. Or actually, you'd pay taxes only on a limited portion of that. Some of it is... Um, California Go bond, okay. Yeah, I'd consider Go bond. So um, Go bond means general obligation. So okay. thanks for the call, James. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. And Alamo Capital... Uh, they've got a good website where you can do a little bit of research on bonds. 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. 9, 10 a.m. 800-345-5639. More stimulating talk. MGMT. Two college kids. They got good record scratching abilities. They get together and come out with a great pop song. But I hear they're kind of douches. I hear that they don't put on a good show. I hear that they're flat. They don't. You know, you throw down 50 bucks, 40 bucks, 30 bucks for a ticket. Don't you expect a good show? I do. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm, I do. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Um... Give me just a second. Carson Daly. Let's see if I can find that story. I'll find it in a second. Let's talk about some red flags. Red flags for home buyers. I recently bought a home. Not recently. Six, seven, eight months ago. And um, I've owned a home before. I I only found one where I basically took advantage of this old lady. (laughs) Did I really take advantage of an old lady? I kind of did. Her husband died in the house. Um, She lived there for a long, 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 long time. And she put up her house for sale over Easter. The Friday before Easter, and I saw it that Friday, and I told the agent, let's buy it today, and uh, let's put in an offer right now, and it was tied towards a trust. The old lady you know, bought the house for $40,000 and sells the house for a million plus. Not too bad, right? Long story short, it's, it was put in a family trust. The family was there. The daughter, who basically supervises her old mother's uh, money and assets, the, daughter, the grandmother just wanted to move to San Jose to be closer to another daughter of hers. So Ella decides to leave the house, decides to sell the house. I decide to put a bid on it. And because it's Easter, I say, let's be aggressive here. Let's put in an offer that will expire Saturday night at midnight. So the family gets together. They look at the, that number and they go, we think we're going to get a higher bid. I'm like, I got a lot of cash. So I put together a sweet deal and I put some pressure on them. They might not have got a better offer. Real estate's been falling apart. They got a pretty fair price. They got what they're asking. So that's what they priced it at. They didn't get 10 bids on it. You know what? They would have got 10 bids on it. The house would have gone for 20% more. Did I take advantage of her or did I give her a hard offer? I took, gave her a hard offer. I did it right before a holiday knowing that the family on Sunday wanted to you know, pop some champagne and say, congratulations, mom, you sold your house. Million plus dollars. Good for you. One of the things that I do that I insist on, if you buy a house, you have to hire a professional home inspector. I hired a guy named Skip Hicks. This guy is anal, retentive, times 50. He's fantastic. He gives you photos of your home. He gets under there and looks at the pipes. He says, the roof's going to last three months. The roof's going to last three years. One of the more important things, and I've worked with him on a couple homes now, is, you know, he tells you, is it earthquake ready or not? He really gives you a good, solid, best 350 bucks I ever spent. 
you have to hire a professional home inspection. I think doing anything otherwise is insane in California if the home's over 10 years old. Look for things like poor water pressure. Turn on the shower before you buy a home. Poor water pressure is just going to be expensive. You know, tearing out old plumbing and replacing it with copper pipes could run 2000 to 15000 in a typical home. Look for ceiling stains. Now, you're going to go in the kitchen and go, Ee! it's a beautiful kitchen. It's got a big island. And you're going to go into the bathroom and go, Ee! it's got, you know, a, a thing that sprays your butt after your poop. This is, I'm telling you what you look for. Look for weak water pressure. Look for ceiling stains. Ceiling stains means something's leaking. Roofs are expensive. Very expensive. Look for troublesome doors. Do they swing open by themselves? If you have one bad door, it may simply have been installed incorrectly, but if you've got two or three, it could be a structural issue. Look for overloaded electrical outlets or lots of extension cords that are already there. Today's electrical demands may need expand. Today's electrical issues may expand your demand for electricity, and they may not have the home for it. My home was, was wired with crazy, incredibly underpowered voltage. I had to bring in an electrician and, and have it all gutted. So on top of my new home, I suddenly had to have a whole new electric system. I didn't see that one coming. Look for odors. Cigarette smoke, pet odors, they're tough to get rid of. Look for exterior features that slope toward the home. I've got a big backyard that's got a a river in it. If there's any slopage that comes towards my home, I'm going to be flooded. You know that rainstorm that we got last week? There's any slopage that comes into your home, I'm going to be flooded. And that's expensive. Look for synthetic stucco siding. This must be installed precisely or else moisture gets into the walls. And getting into the walls is mold and decay. And getting rid of that is 8000 bucks. So you got to be really careful on what you look for. I look for an additional thing that I look for is drainage pipes. So I want to put a hose in the drainage pipes and make sure that they work. I want to make sure that it drains away from the home. For instance, uh, my home, there was a drain that goes straight right next to the house. You get water collected next to your house, and you get water damage in the wood. You get, it ruins the value of your home. So those are some things to look for, some of the flags to look for, in my opinion. And again, it's up to you. You know, If you want to really pee yourself because the house has something super fantastic that you're absolutely in love with, you're just a fool, and you get taken advantage of by real estate agents. Apple. Something happened yesterday, and it's very, very small. We got more previews of Windows 7. And we got more previews of what Apple's going to start selling this holiday season. Now, next year, it's going to be all about the tablet. And it's going to be big. Microsoft is working on a tablet that looks like a book. So it's two screens. You would hold it in your hand and there would be, you know, it looks opens up like a, a brochure. Now, Apple yesterday introduced a, a refresh. What's a refresh? They've got, they sell computers. And they've, you know, the Mac line includes an all-new iMac. Includes a refresh of the entry-level MacBook, and an enhanced Mac Mini, as well as a new Mac Mini server, and a multi-touch Magic Mouse. This multi-touch Magic Mouse, you got to Google it. Go Google Apple multi-touch app Magic Mouse. It's cool. Now, no one's really surprised by the lineup they came out with. You know, we had known that, you know, there's fewer Macs in the supply in the channel. Thus, we knew a refresh was coming. It wasn't, you know, didn't really blow us away. But Mac just had the best quarter that they've ever had. And with low inventory levels, this refresh is going to be pretty powerful. I think the new iMac is positioned to be a sleeper hit. 
I think, again, I own shares of Apple. I've got a 10% trailing stop on it right now. I'm not going to own it forever, but it's been on fire, and I don't, I don't play with that. That's no game. Stock's been a huge winner for me. Long story short, I really like what they, they, they really stand. Here's what's funny. I'm a Windows guy. You know in the commercial, the, the cool Apple dude and the, the nerdy Windows guy? I don't want to take the time to learn a new operating system. I'm too busy. I'd rather play video games. I'd rather hang out with Maisie the Wonder Dog, who can, you can see a photo of at talk910.com, talk910.com. Am I proud of that? That's, I took that photo. I've taken two good photos in my whole life. And that's one that I did that I'm, I'm really, really proud of, talk910.com. And while you're there, jump on the blog and say, hey, cool photo, Rob. You did a good job. And if you could show me a better-looking dog, I'll give you $100. There is no better-looking dog or no better-looking dog picture than that, in my opinion. So offer $400 in the last 30 seconds. So void after I said it. You got 10 seconds. Time's almost up. Okay. Um, coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about a new DVD that we're going to ditch. Are we going to ditch the DVD? Is it possible? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. Don't forget talk910.com. Talk910.com. It's Rob Black's show. I'm Rob Black. Talk 910. More stimulating talk. Five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. I, I teased this a little bit going into the last break. Walt Disney is touting a way to ditch the DVD. Do you remember what scams we get caught up into in our lives? The laser disc had to go out and get a laser disc. Then the the Betamax and the VHS. I had a friend in third grade. His family had beta. They got Betamax. My family got VHS. Ultimately, we won that, that, that battle of standards. Um, standards change. And sometimes you think something's going to last forever. I mean, oh, the, the cassette. When was the last time you saw a tape cassette? Almost all but gone, right? I've actually got some of my favorite shows that I've done. <laughs> of course, my favorite shows are my own shows. Uh, but I actually have some of my favorite sh- my, my shows done and it's still on cassette, which is kind of weird because I don't know if I have a cassette player. I know you can buy a cassette player that plugs into your computer and you can transfer all your old cassettes into USB uh, and, and make new MP3s out of them, but haven't got that far yet. But I will. I will. So Walt Disney is touting a way of killing a technology, unveiling technology that they say will enable entertainment companies to adapt their business models to a new reality in which consumers increasingly rely on computers and cell phones in place of DDV play, DVD players and TVs. The technology is codenamed KeyChest, and it can contribute to a shift in what means a consumer, what, what does it mean to own a movie? What does it mean to own a TV show? It would redefine ownership as access rights, not physical possession. 
Now, the technology would allow consumers to pay a single price for permanent access to a movie or TV show across multiple digital platforms and devices, from the web to mobile gadgets like iPhones and cable services that allow on-demand viewing. So they're talking about killing the DVD. It could also facilitate other services such as online movie subscriptions. The company's been quietly demonstrating key chest for other movie studios and technology companies in a bid to get them to sign on. It plans to unveil the technology next month, but I'm telling you about it right here, right now. Keychest aims to address two of the biggest hurdles blocking widespread consumer adoption of movie downloads. One is the difficulty of playing a movie back on devices other than a PC or a laptop. And two, the limited storage space on, those, on computer hard drives. Now again, that always changes. Keychest could put Disney on a collision course with an initiative known as the Digital Entertainment Content Ecosystem also known as DECE. Who owns movies? And what does it exactly mean? Who owns content? When you go purchase a movie, do you own it? So, interesting to note. I like that. I like that Disney's actually trying to you know, push technology and facilitate ownership rights. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. I love this story. And this is probably my favorite story of the day. And this is so L.A., Neighbors thought dead man's body was part of a Halloween display. The body of a guy named Mustafa Zayed, 75 years old, an apparent suicide, sat decomposing on his balcony for days because neighbors thought the lifeless figure was a dummy and they didn't call police. Isn't that so L.A.? I think so. The body of the man uh, sat decomposing for days. Now, apparently he'd been dead since Monday with a single gunshot wound to one eye, slumped over a chair on the third floor balcony of his apartment. Neighbors told uh, Reichbrock, that's a police chief, that they noticed the body Monday, but didn't bother calling authorities because it looked like a Halloween dummy. The body was in plain view of the entire apartment complex, so they didn't do anything. I think that's funny. For some reason, that just to me, that just sounds like pretty funny. It just it sounds so L.A. I once had a neighbor die, and that's an awkward thing when the guy that you talk to every day, the guy that you walk your dog next to, uh, dies in the middle of the night. When you have like police have to break in and corners come. It's a little bit more humbling, but I don't know. Something about LA where I'm sure people were saying hi to him too. Thinking that he was just sitting there with a gunshot wound in his eye. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in there. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Um there's another little story out there today in biz- in the business world. And it's worth bringing up. Senate Democrats, they intend to try to strip the health insurance industry of its exemption from federal antitrust laws. And they voted today and they've they've done this. This is the latest evidence of a deepening struggle over President Barack Obama's efforts to overhaul the health care industry. And if enacted, the switch would mean greater federal regulation for an industry that recently had stepped up criticisms of portions of a health care bill. So ultimately, government wants to get something done. One industry starts whining about it. Government takes away their antitrust exemption. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid of Nevada and Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont, they've arranged to make the announcement um, today. So, I don't know. To me, it just feels like uh, sour grapes. Let's get a Stig in Petaluma. Stig? Yeah, hi, Rob. Hi. Hey, I got to say, I really love your show. I've been listening to uh, Gary Radnich's show for like 10 years, but I've converted over to you. That's very kind of you, and uh, don't forget, you can listen to him for an hour. I do. <laughs> and then switch over to me if you want, or you can listen to Armstrong that's, and Getty, but it's uh, exactly, very kind. Exactly, but really enjoying your show. Got me back into my uh, 
investing and saving and stuff. So, Stig, what do you like about it? Is it that I'm I'm maniacal? Is it that I do these long monologues? Is it that I'm insecure and I have a daddy complex? What is it that you like? Oh boy, what is it that I like? Well, you got a bit of a sense of humor, okay, which is kind of key. Um, yeah, you're bringing a sense of humor to kind of, you know, sometimes not too much of an exciting topic. Okay. But, um, and, you know, also you're giving good advice. I appreciate that. Yeah. So keep it up. Okay, so your question is? My question is, Sun Micro bought a handful of shares way back in probably 98 or something like that. And just kind of been holding on to them um, like an idiot. And uh, at this point, you know, is it worth holding on to or just getting rid of? I would get rid of it. Okay. Unless you want to own Oracle. And then if you want to own Oracle, you can buy Oracle. Sun Microsystems is a company that's kind of interesting. I, I used to say when Scott McNeely was CEO, I said this for years. I said, until he gets fired, I won't buy shares of Sun Micro. Um, and then he gets fired and I bought shares of Sun Micro. The stock goes up 100%. Pretty cool. Worked out pretty good for me. Um, then I got out of it. I don't really like the acquisition of Oracle with Sun Microsystems. And Sun Microsystems without Oracle, they're just dead in the water. Yeah. So I would take the gift that Larry Ellison gave you and get out. Okay. So today they announced, or yesterday they announced, three thousand more job cuts, and uh, no one's their, their revenue. They, they're in survival mode. They're just trying to pay bills at this point in time. So there's going to be more downsides, and there's going to be more bad news. And ultimately, I think Oracle will pull out of the deal if if the deal doesn't close in Europe uh, soon. Yeah. Well, thanks for the nice compliments, Stig. Hey, I appreciate you bet, that. Rob. Keep Eight, it up. Yep, absolutely. Eight hundred three four five five six three nine to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred three four five five six three nine. Let me test Jen, the producer. Can you find some Emily Wells for me? Emily Wells. So she's got one minute to do it. Let's see if she can do it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on there. Um, Students. A lot of college students now rely on federal student loans instead of increasingly scarce private ones. Tuition costs continue to rise. We saw some new data on this. Now, those loans not guaranteed by the government fell by 52% last year. The recession-battered economy stopped banks from giving out private student loans. Now, college admission nonprofit said students and their families took out an estimated $11 billion in private student loans last year, down from $22 billion in 2007-2008. Our college system is in trouble. Our ability to pay for college is perilous. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. No shame in sending your kid to community college for two years and then going to a final four-year school right after that. Take a break here. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.